Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And happy Tuesday, everybody. You all are in for a treat today because we have one of my favorite people, Andrea Lisbona, who is the founder and CEO of Touchland, which is a really cool brand that is not just hand sanitizer. It is an experience, people. The freshest scents, they smell amazing. I have them in every bag. Um, just so cool. So Andrea is here to break it all down of how it got started, what they're doing, their amazing collabs. So if you like hand sanitizer, if you like cleaning, if you like <laughs> nice scents, this is the episode for you. So grab a snack, grab a seat, and let's get into today's episode. Andrea, how are you? Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Colin. Before we get started, we love to always um, start off with the fun question of what the term young influential means to you. And there's no wrong answer. So whatever it comes okay. to mind. <laughs> Well, I think the the word influence comes from like um, having had experience that then you can trespass to other people and share with other people. And I think part of why I enjoy this this kind of moments where I can share my experience is not just talk about the wins and all that, but also all of the learning experiences that I have, so I can influence and help other people make better choices and. And don't fall through the same mistakes. Uh, I think like that's that's uh, what young influential means to me. Come on, yeah, definitely the mistakes part. Like goodness, I always tell people, I'm like the journey that we all like endure to get to where we are is always crazy. So anytime we can share advice is always good. <laughs> yeah. But before we get into like what you're doing now, Touchland, all the cool stuff, take us back to childhood, Andrea. Like, were you always into like beauty, skincare, and all that stuff growing up? Well, I was grown up uh, in a family of entrepreneurs. Um, so my father was the true entrepreneur. Like, he started from nothing his business, and he ended up having like a pretty big company with lots of employees. And so, and he was always a very risky person. So I've I've grown up with like. If this customer doesn't pay, we're going to lose everything. So this kind of like uncertainty that not a lot of people like. Um, but I've, I've always feel comfortable with taking risks and what it represents to take risk. And I don't feel concerned or like I think it's part of growing. Um, and and I've always wanted, I always knew that I wanted to have like some sort of legacy or I think like when I see stories and movies like Joy from Jennifer Lawrence, which is the story of Joy Mangano, um, Steve Jobs, um, 
Cocotchanel, like people that have changed their industries um, and they have changed the history of that industry. I think that's something that to me is beautiful because we have a very limited time while we're alive. So I want to make sure that while I'm here and as painful as it is to be an entrepreneur, um, that we can build something that makes an industry better and makes someone's life better. So I studied fashion design because I was always very impressed by Coco Chanel and I've always liked fashion um, and fashion, not just from like the clothing standpoint, like everything that is built through the design eyes. Um, and I studied fashion design uh, and I wanted to be the next Karl Lagerfeld and then <laughs> kind of like Touchland came through my through my life and it's been something that that I've always been a big fan of taking commoditized antiquated boring industries such as Nespresso did with coffee Tesla did with electric cars and Apple did with that phone like they took already existing products and they change it not just like the outside design but how it works how it feels and so uh, being a skincare lover and always looking forward to my skincare ritual at night. Like I wanted to make the same with personal care um, and really change the way people perceive personal care. Not something that, oh, I have to do it, but I'm very excited to do it. No, that's so true. And I feel like your first point, touching on what the risk is so key, because I feel like a lot of times people want to do stuff, whether it's start a business or anything new outside of their comfort zone. Everybody's always like, oh, well, I don't know. Like this could happen. And it's like, you can't live life like that. You kind of just have to jump into it and do it. And then you you like, you just have to, you just have to like do that. Or if you, it's better to do it, just try and it fail or whatever, than just like sit back Not like fine. five years from now or be like, Oh, well, I wonder, like, I am one of those sorts. Like I hate wondering what if I rather just like do it and then know like, okay, like that didn't work. So we got to do it this way. <laughs> Exactly. And sometimes you get to the, you cannot get to the goal through the same path. You can adjust the sales and get in another way. So I do think like a part of like a great attribute from an entrepreneur is like that dynamism and adaptability of like, I know my goal, but you cannot be like a bull hitting the same wall. Sometimes that wall is not going to follow like, uh, like fall, like let's go through another wall or let's find another way. So I think that's part of the journey, like of while maintaining the same goal, finding potentially better ways to get there. Yeah, like, yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, okay, like, if something didn't work, just, like, adjust. It doesn't mean you don't need to become a singer or start a business or whatever. Like, stuff's going to go wrong and stuff. You just have to, like you said, adjust and make be like, okay, that was a lesson. Like, that's how I always view things that didn't work out. I'm like, it's a lesson. It serves as, like, okay, like... I have to do it this way next time I have to do or I have to change that or adjust this. But doesn't mean that I'm not meant to do whatever that thing is. It just means I have to just change the process. Like there's more than one ways to tie a shoe. Tying a shoe with your foot in the air might not work, <laughs> but maybe you need to just sit down and tie your shoe. So exactly. you always have to just adjust. Exactly. But I think I can, when you said you studied fashion, I can definitely tell that by, like you said, your design and stuff that is very aesthetically pleasing and very like aesthetically just like well done and how it functions. So did you have any, whenever you were coming with the concept, did you have any like designs or favorite designs that kind of inspired like how you would approach design and functionality? I know you mentioned like Tesla and Apple, but did you have any people in like fashion or any beauty brands that you really favored how they design their stuff? So I think when I when we started creating um, Touchland, I was listening to a podcast when I was back in Spain about why the other products are so eye-catching. Why do people feel so comfortable and familiarized with it? 
Um, and you talk about the golden ratio and the Fibonacci ratio and like the divine proportion, which is in the nature, it's in like so many nature things. And that's why the human eye gets attracted to it. So we started uh, investigating a lot about this and like, like the most common golden ratio um, element that you have on a day-to-day is your credit card. So actually, if you think about like Touchland, this is like a bigger mm-hmm. credit card. So um, it's not that you walk around the street and say, oh, this is a beautiful golden ratio car or this is a beautiful, <laughs> but, it, but it is something that the human eye just like gets more attracted to because that's like, because you get familiarized with nature. So that's when we, cre- when we started creating our products, we made sure to apply specific design parameters like the golden ratio in the products that we do. Um, so again, it was like, this leakness, but it's not just doing a beautiful packaging. I always say the beautiful packaging starts someone in retail to look what it is, but it is the form factor, how it applies, how it smells, how it feels. It's the whole journey, the whole experience that make that sort of viral coefficient really kick off. Um, that goes beyond, like I think like right now, people, there's so many beautiful things around that people copy a lot, the kind of design but they don't get that sort of virality because again, design is not just how it looks, it's how it feels, how it works. So I think that extra step of being thoughtful on the form application, the misting, the particles, like how it applies, it's just, it's like the Nespresso, I always say like from the moment you enter into an Nespresso store in the Fifth Avenue, you look like you're buying, going to buy a luxury bar, but you're going to buy a capsule of coffee. So that whole experience starts the moment you step into a store. And it's not just about the design of the capsule or the machine or the smell. It's like the whole customer journey from when you step into a store, the service that you're given, the design of the store. It's everything into your brain creates this sort of emotion of what a brand is. And I feel like you guys do such a good job, like like you said, like kind of beyond the packaging, but really keeping the consumer first and really thinking from their perspective versus like a lot of times brands and stuff will be like, oh, we like this, we do it like this. And like the consumer would just fall into place. But I feel like you guys do a good job of like always coming from the consumer's perspective, like even beyond just the design, but through the sense and like the different add-ons that you can add, like the little pouches for the hands. You're always thinking, I feel like you guys are always thinking in ways of like, what what does our audience need or what could something be like our consumer would want in addition to this, which is really hard and kind of sometimes very um, challenging to balance because it's like you have your ideas of what you want them to do, but also a lot of times it's like, okay, like that's actually not what the market wants or that's not what they want. So is there like a strategy that you guys kind of think of to balance between like what they what a consumer would want versus like what you all would want and how you meet in the middle with it? So I think like, and that's, that's very true what you just said. Like, I feel like a lot of um, people that is launching a product, they have a lot of false assumptions. People need this. And then you put it in the market and people do not need this. <laughs> so, so we had a very unique, um, a, a very unique journey because my first 40 years as a business was distributing hand sanitizers. And I feel like it takes a lot, a lot of love and patience and caring to devote 40 years just to understand an industry. And it could have been easier to just launch a product, but we distributed other brands and we listened to people and we talked to nurses like, hey, like you use hand sanitizer on a daily basis. How is your experience? And they would be like, hey, like my hands are like paper cut at the end of the day. I have to have a hand cream in one pocket and a hand sanitizer because like my hands, like I don't even feel them at the end of the day. Um, we talked with businesses and they said the same, look, I use hand sanitizer just to give a service, but it's always broken. Um, the nozzle always dries, it doesn't dispense. So at the end of the day, it's a headache. So all of this 
inputs help us build this. And part of our our strategy has been really like um, not thinking of social media as a communication platform, but thinking of social media as a kind of like a gathering for our community. And we're going to launch a new ascent. We ask to people, hey, which one should be the next ascent? Which one should be the next partnership? Which one should be? And really listening because I feel like there's some brands that they just do it for the sake of doing it to get engagement. In our case, it's like, huh, look at this. How many people said about this brand? I think we should consider doing a partnership with this brand. Why would they think like we are aligned with this brand for a partnership? So for us, like this learning process, it's always staying connected to the community and, and listening. Um, we launched with a Kickstarter campaign here in the US. And I think the beauty of the Kickstarter campaign, it's not just a market validation tool, but it also, we were fully funded in 24 hours. And I feel like the, the platform is great because once you reach the initial goal, then you can set other goals. And in these new goals, you build them with your uh, backers. So backers would be like, hey, like if we hit, this next goal, what would you want it to happen? So you were talking about the sleeve, the, the power miss case. This was actually a backer's idea. They said like, wouldn't it be cool to have like a case so you can <laughs> attach to the rings? And we created the product based on that. So I, it's, for us, it's very important because at the end of the day, the reason why we grow so fast is because when someone owns a touchland, they convert 10 people around them. And the reason why is because they they really feel attached to this. They have it with them all the time. They get compliments when they are out in a dinner. What is this? It's my hand sanitizer. So <laughs> I feel like this comes from a lot of like listening and learning. It's not like, oh, it's like a overnight success. or No, it's lots of years of listening. And, and even myself, like my assumption at the beginning is like, I don't think people like that sort of like chemical tequila smelling hand sanitizer. But hey, let me go ask because potentially I'm wrong and people love um, the, the tequila smelling and no actually people said like they when we had them try this essence creative Vajivadan perfume house they were like wow I spray like lemon lime spritz and I feel like I'm sipping a, mar a margarita in a pool in the summer or I spray <laughs> like vanilla blossom and I feel like I'm cozy watching Netflix and eating popcorn so I think like the beauty about it is kind of like building all those innovations based on what customers really want no, and that's so true. Like I was somewhere recently and I have, I have, I mean, first of all, I keep like my Tesla, like in every bag and like on my desk. And every time I leave my desk, I'm like, oh, someone's going to steal it. I get paranoid, <laughs> but I was somewhere um, and I pulled out the vanilla one and I started like using it and everybody like turned, they're like, what is that? And they were like, wait, I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it on social media. Like that's that viral right here. How, like, wh what is it? Like, how do you like it? And, and Everyone is like, can I use some? And then I'm like, no, don't use it all. Like, <laughs> I was it, like, I'm like, you get one spritz. <laughs> it's, a, it's a conversation starter. And I think that's part of the beauty about the, it's a, a beauty about the creating a viral product is like, it's a conversation starter. I feel like we have a lot of content creators and say like, hey, like whenever I post about other beauty products, yeah, whenever I post, I post about Touchland, I get like so many people asking, what is it? How is it? Do you like it? What's your favorite scent? So it really creates that sort of conversation, which is which is fantastic. No, I love that. And I feel like we touched on a good point earlier, too, about, like, social media. And I feel like what's really cool about your social media, it's so true. Like, I feel like all the polls and all the questions, like, it's not just, like you said, like, asking it for engagement, but truly trying to figure out, like, is there 
a formula or strategy that you guys do whenever, like whether it's reposting like other content from other users, but how, like what are some key ways that you guys really make like Instagram and other things like really work for you all to make the consumers feel like they're part of the company or part of the brand? Yeah, I feel like one that I always say, like first we're very, like we take risks. And I feel like that was one of the reasons why we became so viral is because we were one of the first brands to land in 2019 in TikTok when there was no one in there. And I feel like a lot of brands, they take so much time for the fear of like how we do it, how we present the brand, like that by the time you do it, potentially <laughs> that platform is not even trendy anymore. So I think that that is one of our first key points is like being like test things, like for the sake of testing. I think like we're very data driven. So we try to test things and see how it works. And if it doesn't work, we learn. But um, we don't have fear of doing things outside of the norm or trying um, new channels and all that. The second thing that has made us very, um, very vital, I feel, is that a lot of brands, they have an aesthetic. They have a kind of content. Totem is for everyone. And I feel like that's the beauty. If you go on our TikTok, it's like, Dodgen is different for everyone that uses it. Some people use it as a self-expression fashion item. Some people use it as a self-care ritual to smell and feel good with themselves. Um, so we have a lot of different content. And when you jump into our TikTok, it's not like you get like one idea. I feel like you get this sort of like, what is it? Like that kind of like, I don't even know if it's a perfume, it's a fashion accessory, it's an iPhone. It's kind of like that feeling of uh, unexpected delight and joy, which is what we try to do. And a lot of brands, I feel like they try to limit a lot, like the kind of content, the kind of just because like we want to have an aesthetic, we want to be aesthetically pleasing. And I, while it is important to be aesthetically pleasing, I, I feel like nowadays and specifically um, in channels like TikTok, where we're growing tremendously fast, um, it's authenticity over perfection. It's about like the feeling of someone feeling represented by a brand, feeling like, oh, this brand is not just trying to sell me product. It's trying to really bring me, bring me to this universe of content and where I have fun and I get entertained. Um, so, so I think like those are the two key points that have made Touchdown super unique. It's it's kind of like that authenticity, but also testing, testing and not being afraid of of testing new channels. And we have like a different strategy for Instagram, for TikTok, um, which is entering to be real. Let's see how it works. Um, we're in Pinterest. So each platform has its own strategy. And again, I think part of part of our success has been the the, the UGC that we've received in masses. Um, from people and like the trends that they create that we didn't actually set ourselves like there's like a big trend in TikTok which is matching Touchland to my outfit and you will see people like changing oh, outfit yeah. matching <laughs> to the Touchland I think this is for, as a founder there's no bigger pleasure than for people to make their brand to present the brand in their own eyes and in their own ways um, and I spend a lot of time in TikTok and like with a big smile year to year just to say like this is your product and look how people is wonderfully creating content because they like it and it's organic content. So I think that's, that to me is like one of the most comforting and rewarding things from all the, the hard work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And no, that's so true about like a lot of brands and stuff being scared to try new platforms. And I feel like we're now seeing a lot of them be like, well, you know, I'll just let I'll let our social media managers figure it out. Because a lot of times like they try to be too hands on and try to like, like you say, kind of curate it and be like, oh, it has to be like this and that. And then, like you said, by the time they figure it out, like we've already moved on to the next thing. And it's like you have to just like you said, try stuff and just like put it out there and like see what works and what sticks because everything's, I feel like everybody a lot of times wants to make that next viral video or that next viral or whatever. And it's like, some stuff's going to stick, some stuff's not. You kind of just have to go and try it. Like you can't predict it. Like you just have yeah. to do it. And so I feel like that's also really key. And also if you are trying to be too curated, the consumers and the followers can be like, they're trying too hard and get bored very easily and move on to exactly. somebody else. <laughs> Um, but exactly. I would also, I love seeing is that I've seen your guys' products, um, in different places, like at conferences and like different, um, festivals and stuff. Like, how do you all decide which, uh, like festivals or di- what conferences, like brands to kind of partner and align with whenever it comes to like expanding your brand in that way? From in real life activations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we get a lot, uh, a lot of inquiries um, because again, everyone knows the brand. We have a lot of actually customers that buy the product for their conferences and events. We partner with Google, TikTok. We partner with lots of brands that they do events and they buy the product to give to people. Um, we also decide to participate as partners in some events. Um, our strategy, we try to align with like um, HSN has like kind of kind of a universe. Um, so if you go on our website, if you go to HSN, HSN it has kind of a persona. So we are trying to be very intentional of like let's match the ascent with the with the universe of that uh, with the universe and the activation. So for example, like we participated in a big um, event of yoga this weekend, and of course we selected um, like the pure lavender because it's like very like like chill and and it's like about road trip and relaxing and enjoying with friends so we we decided to take the pure lavender um if we do for example like we did revolve um in coachella so we do for example like our our um festival uh our festival vibes ascend which is the allow you um so we try to align which events we do with the ascend universe um of each product and and again, we would love to participate with everyone, but we unfortunately cannot <laughs> cannot be everywhere. Um, but yeah, we try to select partners that really reinforce that kind of like same universe um, of each power mist, and then with brands that really align with us, brands that that it's all about experiences and having fun and getting out in the world, and 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 really are Gen Z millennial um, brands. And I feel like that's so key too, because I feel like a lot of times like brands and stuff be like oh we want to work with everybody and they'll just like kind of do partnerships with 
so many brands and so many people. And then it's like, wait, no, it, that actually doesn't make sense. Like, why are you guys working with such and such? Like, that doesn't really align with your values. And I think like what you said, it's a good point. Like, you want to make sure the partnerships partnerships make sense that you all work with and that you can honestly see a good partnership with. Because also, I feel like not just with content, but whenever brands are working with others, like your followers, your consumers can kind of tell if it's an authentic or a one that actually makes sense. Because if it's not quickly, people will pick up on that and be like, mm, I don't know about this. Exactly. exactly. And, and our first brand collaboration in terms of merging two brands what with, was with Disney. Um, we were appro- approached by so many brands and very cool brands. I mean, but I would not know how to justify why did we partner with this brand beyond exposure. Um, so we decided Disney because, again, Disney means joy. And I felt like Dodgeland DNA, it's also about like making people smile and, and be joyful about personal care. Um, and we actually have two new partnerships coming very soon. And I do think that those two partnerships also are very thoughtful, strategic from like a, from a brand identity standpoint. I cannot tell which one are them. One of them is coming in less than a month in the market. Um, but it's, it's, it's not about like, I think like this bottle, this product is our brand equity. Like if you are a brand that just snaps logos for the sake of just growing your revenue numbers, it does, it cannot go that far. Like, I feel like for us, we're more about quality over quantity and, Mm -hmm. and it has paid off for now. Yeah, I think it, I re- I rather like see brands do fewer launches or fewer partnerships where you can tell that they took their time with it and really worked on their product than just rolling out products and partnerships just to keep up with the quote unquote demand of the market because then we're all like, exactly. hey, it's getting sloppy, it's getting messy, this doesn't make sense, this product's not even that good, and it kind of dilutes your whole value and all the work that you've worked hard for. Exactly, exactly. Um, but. For a fun question, like, are there any types of, like, products and stuff that you would want to do? Or, like, the question could be, like, if you could partner with, like, a celeb or another brand, like, who would you want to partner with? Like, a dream collab, like, anybody that you would want to do it with? So, the first question is actually uh, something we're working on. Um, (laughs) I always say between the iPod and the the iPhone were eight years for a reason because disrupting industries, you cannot do it every two months. Like that's not sustainable. And that, that you're not, you cannot build something to the level of what we, what we did with, uh, with the power mist. So we are adding more categories um, at the end of 2023 that um, also are part of personal care that are at the same stage um, that the hand sanitizer industry was prior to Touchland, commoditized, antiquated, nothing that really, is exciting to use, so now it's going to be a big surprise for people. Uh, but I cannot say anything because it's uh, <laughs> it's something that we're on the works. Um, but yeah, it's it's about like really as we think of innovation, and that's also very important. Um, there's a lot of brands that when you're growing so fast and everything, it's like let's just create everything just for more SKUs. Like I always say, there's a reason why Apple has like four or five categories of product. Like they didn't do every single electrodomestic in your house, they selected very few categories and they were the best at it. And that's what mm-hmm. we want to do with personal care, like beautify personal care, but very specific categories that it's in everyone's back, in everyone's handbag, in everyone's table, in everyone's car that no one had thought about. Um, so I have personal vendetta with a specific categories that I'm like, I wish that I would do the same that I did with hand sanitizer. <laughs> so... Um, we have uh, we, we're launching our next category at the end of next year, um, and then in terms of collaboration, drink collaborations. Um, 
I'm, I mean, like we have several brands that we look up at and that are like potentially in other industries that are not like beauty are like potentially like fashion brands and, and, and lifestyle brands that we believe like if we merge their lifestyle and their, their, their approach and what Touchland brings, we could do really cool things together. Um, I cannot tell them because potentially are already on the words. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we, we do have uh, several collaborations um, on the words that are beyond um, like what we did with Disney that are actually like bigger scale partnerships with lifestyle brands that we believe we can merge their approach to the to the business and to their customers in Touchland and create a specific product for their for their audience. I'm trying to think, like, if I had to, like, picture anybody to do a collab with, like, I would love to see you guys do something with J-Lo. I don't know. I just feel like her glow and, like, you all just would make sense. I feel like We have, <laughs> a, we have a celebrity partnership coming on, but it's not J-Lo. And I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> and then, like, if I had to pick a brand for you guys, I would pick Sol uh, de Janeiro. I love their, like, boom boom cream and stuff. I don't know. I feel like you guys could do something really cool together. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no response. Um, but to wrap up my last question, like, for everybody who's like, oh, cool, Andrea, love this, that you did that, really cool, love your business, but I don't know where to start. Like, what advice do you have for somebody who's in the same boat that wants to launch into um, starting a business or into a field and they're like, I don't really know where to start. Um, I don't really know how to conceptualize everything. Like what advice do you have for them? So I think like the first, first thing, and I think that's to me, that's the most important because that's what has kept me going is to really find a good reason why. <laughs> because then like the execution, which is extremely important, it's like, it, it's nothing like that. It's like, I didn't learn it in university. It's a university of life and you, and you learn it on the go. Um, but I do think that one of the hardest thing I think is finding a good reason why, because I mean, and there's no glamorous life of entrepreneurs. Like that's not what you see on the movies. That's not like about raising hundreds of millions and living in jets. That That's maybe zero, five percent of the entrepreneurs. <laughs> The rest are rolling up the sleeves and working really hard. So I do feel I do feel like the, is the component of the reason why it's not there. Like I, as Steve Jobs said, like you have to be crazy to undergo the amount of like hits and falls and all that. Like if you don't really love it, if I didn't really love what I'm doing and I wasn't really passionate about it, I would have quit a long time ago. But I'm like, no matter how thick the wall, no matter how many obstacles. I, I know that I have this big purpose in life and I want to be the next Steve Jobs, the next Coco Chanel, like the, the next someone that inspires generations to come. And this comes at a big price, like personal life, sacrifices. My family is in the other side of the ocean, not having weekends, not having, not having parties, not even like having time to even want to live your life. <laughs> but I do think that I am really passionate at what I do. And uh, I was in a meeting with Sephora and, and they were like, when we were presenting innovation, they were like, Andrea, you are obsessed, but in a good way, but you're mm -hmm. obsessed. But if you don't have that obsession over like your vision and your mission, it's so hard to be an entrepreneur that no matter like how many partners do you have, how many investors do you have, how many, doesn't matter if you're if you don't have that kind of like in the, like inside fire, the flame is going to be like 
dying as problems arise. So I think like that for me is the most important. Like you always find the resources to make things happen. And as we discussed before, it's one way or the other. It can take you one year or five years. It can take you four, 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 four times falling or 10, but you get there. But the reason why you get there another stone is perseverance and it's finding something that is worth sacrificing everything else. No, I completely agree. Like if you don't truly love it, you're not truly passionate about it. You, it's just not going to work. Like you have to be, like you said, obsessed with it. You have to be willing to sacrifice like your time or whatever for it. Like you can't just, you don't just log off at 5 PM or whatever you're into the day and be like, okay, I'm done. Like you said, like it's, it's a constant thing. And so it's tough yeah. and you have to sacrifice a lot to make it work. <laughs> yeah. And I also feel like a lot of time, like people is like, would, if you were to start again, would you do it differently? And I'm like, that's a problem that I would not, I would do it all over again. Like that's my life. That's Andrea Lisbona. I'm an entrepreneur and, and I would not trade it for anything. I would not trade it to be in a pool reading a book. I would not trade it like to have like a lot of money and be relaxed in a beach. I really like what I'm doing and while it's hard, it's it's the reason why I'm here and I'm alive and, and I feel like that's wonderful because there's a lot of people that don't have this passion and that they have jobs that they are not passionate about and they I think like I'm I have like something that is it's worth living and while it's hard, I believe that when I see like all the other entrepreneurs' stories, like big, big stories, they didn't have an easy life. Like um, most of the people didn't even see the success while they were alive. But they left a legacy for years to come and for young entrepreneurs to to find like inspiration and like for example the movie the joy the joy movie I think it's a it's a good movie because it's not about the glamour and I mean like that woman and I always think like I want to meet that woman because I feel a lot of people said hey I saw a movie that reminded me of you I think <laughs> the stories like that because I saw that movie and I read about her life I'm like I don't feel alone and I don't I don't feel like that's like, I'm failing. I'm actually like, no, look at her. Like now she's a self-made billionaire. She's helping other companies and ideas come to market. Um, and so I feel like by sharing um, your failures and all these journeys of pain and frustration and, and all that help other people feel kind of like a little bit more um, supported when they are growing their business. No, I love that. Like, and you definitely inspire all of us by all the stuff that you do. So just keep it up. Um, I can't like every time I every time I see anything you do, I'm just like, wow, like she's doing it. Like she's out here being that that entrepreneur oh, no. that bought all of the above. You're just incredible. No. <laughs> I always think like I'm, I'm just getting started. I'm, I think like part of this is just also being very humble. But I always feel like we're just getting started. Like there's nothing to celebrate. We still need to do more. We still need to. <laughs> But I can't wait to see what's to come next year. But thank you so much for spending time with us and just like telling us your story. This is so inspiring. Thank you, Colin, for having me. And I always enjoy talking to you. So had a very, very fun 30 minutes of my life. Yes. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. 
This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aaron, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.